What is good, everybody? Welcome back for the fourth time today. It is March 14th, Thursday. For some people, it is March 15th, Friday. Whatever it is, just finish out this day strong, this week strong. And go into the weekend and get some relaxation. I know I am. Enjoy these basketball games. And just enjoy your family, your friends, and all that stuff. So, with the last podcast of the day, Syracuse played Duke in the AC, the last ACC quarterfinal where Syracuse lost to Duke, who's currently ranked fifth. Um, I think they're ranked second in the ACC right now, though, in the tournament. Um, Syracuse lost by a score of 72 to 84. Running down the stats first um, for Syracuse, actually, Syracuse did not have their, I think he is their leading scorer, Ty's battle. He's dealing with a lower back injury. He didn't play yesterday when they played Pitt and beat Pittsburgh. Um, and Duke is also still dealing with the Marquise Bowden injury when he got hurt when they played at North Carolina. So just keep that in mind. Running down stats for Syracuse, <clears throat> O'Shea Brissett had O'Shea Brissett had 14 points, one assist, seven rebounds, one block. Elijah Hughes, who I really do like, especially his future in, at Syracuse and potentially the NBA, had eight points, one assist, five rebounds, one steal, two blocks. Pascal Chukwu had three points, two rebounds, one steal. Buddy Beheim, who was a really solid player, had 15 points, one assist, two rebounds. Frank Howard, 28 points, three assists, two rebounds, two steals. Merrick Dolajai had two points, one assist, three rebounds, two steals. Jalen Carey had two points, one rebound. For Duke, Javin Delurier had two points, one assist, eight rebounds, two steals, three blocks, clearly doing the dirty work for the Blue Devils. RJ Barrett had 23 points, two assists, six rebounds, one steal. Cam Reddish had seven points, one assist, two rebounds, one steal. Zion, the man himself, made his return today, had 29 points, shot a perfect 13 of 13. Let that sink in. He shot 13 for 13. He did not miss. The only time he missed was at the free throw line where he shot 2 of 9. He got to work on that, but I think he will improve. I'm not worried about that too much because he knows he's going to be at the free throw line a lot, so he's going to have to make his free throws. But like I said, he had 29 points, 2 assists, 14 rebounds, 5 steals, and 1 big-time block off the help side. Um, Trey Jones had 15 points, 8 assists, 2 rebounds, 2 steals. Jordan Goldwire stepped up big for Duke tonight off the bench, had 5 points, 2 assists, 2 steals, and Alex O'Connell had 3 points. So, man, this game, I wouldn't say it was Duke the entire 40 minutes because they were going back and forth for a majority of the first half. Um, Duke, the, both teams, it's funny because both teams pretty much played alike until the last, and I'd say about to the last 14 minutes. Before that, though, both teams were getting good buckets for the most part, but they were turning the ball over at a crazy rate. Like, I don't know, I forgot what the turnover margin was, but both teams had turnovers that they shouldn't have had, point-blank period. Um, they, they definitely should have protected the ball much better than what they did. The turnover battle was actually, I got it right here, Syracuse had 17 and Duke had 18. That's a lot of turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers. Not good, but they shot themselves in the foot. I feel like 
you know, obviously if Syracuse didn't have as many turnovers, it would have been a much closer game because they only lost by 12. But at the same time, you could say if Duke didn't have as many turnovers as they did, they would have blown them out because they still won by 12. But, you know, um, <clears throat> out the gate, Zion was a monster. He came out the gate with a highlight dunk, pretty much almost took off from free throw line with the right hand, had a couple highlight plays, had a dunk off vert in the middle of the 2-3 zone, pretty much. And you could tell Duke's game plan was pretty much just feed Zion in the middle of the paint and let him operate, whether it's go and get a bucket, make the right pass, whatever. They Their offense was strictly Zion. Whatever Zion does, the rest of y'all got to follow. It was simply as that. Coach K was monitoring monitoring him, though he wasn't. He didn't play the entire game. He gave him a lot of, you know, unusual or not unusual. He gave him a lot of rest that, you know, when the tournament comes, he won't be taking those rest. But um, RJ had a pretty solid game. Had a couple of nice dunks at the end, a windmill dunk and a punch with his left hand at the end of the game. But um, still kind of rough around the edges with his shot selection and his shot choice. He's got to get that IQ up when he gets to the league because you don't want to have them nights when you're shooting 12 for 40 because I feel like RJ Barrett might do that one day. And I know 40 shots sounds ridiculous, but RJ Barrett is that type of player. He's good. Don't get it twisted. But he just forces offense a little bit too much like that's my only problem with RJ that's my only knock with RJ Barrett is that I feel like he forces the offense but besides that he had a really good showing like I said 23 points two assists six rebounds and you know Duke pretty like I said they pretty much just put their shoulders in or they pretty much just hopped on Zion's shoulders and let him go I'm not saying that they just um let Zion I'm, I don't even know how to explain it they let Zion operate like I said but um, Syracuse managed to stay in it though. The first half, um, Frank Howard really went crazy, but I have to bring this up. There is a video that's going viral right now. Frank Howard purposely trying to trip Zion. Frank, if you hear this, that is not cool. Like we don't reward. Like, come on, bro. We're hoopers. We don't do that. Like, we're not. There's. We're not Grayson Allen's out here, bro. That's. We're much better than that. Don't do that. It's not cool, bro. He just got back from injury. He tried to trip Zion, which wasn't cool, but. I hope, you know, the NCAA is probably going to review it and probably, I don't know what they're going to do. They probably give him, like, a game suspension or whatever, but it's not cool. Hoopers out there, don't do dirty plays, bro. Hooping, don't do not do dirty plays, period, in any sports. It's just not right. You can really hurt somebody. It's the wrong thing to do, point blank, period. But with that being said, Frank Howard definitely had a very good game. In Ty's battle's absence, um, you know, he had to carry most of the point guard duties. He he does most of the time with Tyus there, but Tyus is really a, a stress reliever when the game gets kind of tight. Frank Howard doesn't always have to bring up the ball, but I will give credit to Coach Beheim's son, Buddy Beheim. He had a big-time performance last night versus Pittsburgh. <clears throat> Where he dropped twenty points tonight. He had a he had like I said he had third or he had fifteen. He had a couple big threes. He had a pull up jumper. He really knows how to play. He's not really a he's not really how should I say he's not really a ball handler, but he's definitely a, a good off the ball shooter, catch and shoot. Um, you know play. You know he he's good. Buddy Beheim is legit. He's not just out there because his dad's the coach. He can actually hoop. So res- please respect him. Don't just say he's a daddy's boy, nothing like that. Um, Pascal Chukwu is, you know, probably the reason that two that, excuse me, Pascal Chukwu is probably the reason that Syracuse zone is so effective these past couple years because it's length. But 
he has a tendency to get into foul trouble, and that's exactly what happened tonight. He picked up a couple fouls in the first half. He had to sit. I think he picked up. I think he picked up his third at the end of the first half or the beginning of the second half. I don't remember, but he fouled out with like probably like seven, eight minutes left in the game, and that kind of just hurt Syracuse bad because they need him. Dolajai obviously is not as big. I mean, he's a lot skinnier and smaller than Chukwu, and he's just not ACC fit right now. I think another year in the weight room will do him a lot of justice. Um, what else for Syracuse? Like I said, O'Shea Brissett is NBA. O'Shea Brissett and Elijah Hughes have potential NBA player all written over them. I really like both of those players, especially Elijah Hughes. O'Shea Brissett, he's always been an NBA player to me, especially since he went to Finley Prep. But Elijah Hughes, I did not know about this kid until the beginning of this year. And he is a true bucket getter. He hustles his butt off. He plays really good defense, even though Syracuse plays a 2-3 zone. He knows how to guard people. I've seen it, you know, legit. Um, a couple scenarios where, I mean, Syracuse never gets out of the 2-3, but it's, it's been a scenario where, you know, late in the shot clock, four or five seconds left, he just played defense and slid with the player. And he's really good. The jumper is nice. He gets a lot of... He gets a lot of air under his jumper, you know, he or elevation under his jumper, shall I say. Good release. You know, he's an NBA prospect. Um, I want to say he's about 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, or he's probably taller than that. Whatever he is, he's a bucket getter. He's the truth. He will be in the NBA soon. Elijah Hughes is his name. Um, but <clears throat> continuing for Duke, I think Seth Greenberg said the best thing about Duke that I – he pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. He said – Cam Reddish and Trey Jones have to be more productive if Duke wants to win games or win a national championship. And I totally agree with him. I love Cam. Like, not like that, but, like, I love his game. He's I've, – I've always been on the record of saying that he will be better than Cam – or he will be better than RJ and Zion in the league. And people call me crazy, but I think it will happen. I think Cam has the skill set. I think he has all the tools. I think he's just a natural NBA player. I think right now he's not doing – he's not a killer right now because he's he hasn't been used to playing besides stars yet. In high school, he played against star, or he played with stars. He played with Lewis King. He played with Mo Bamba, but he was the number one option on offense. Now that he's at Duke – He's pretty much the third option, and I feel like it's kind of hard for him to deal with that, and he hasn't taken it the right way, and so he's kind of struggled. But for March Madness, for the NCAA tournament, they're going to need him to step it up. Trey Jones played pretty well today, tonight too, but they're going to need him to be that defender that he was in November when he was giving Texas Tech hell when he gave them like eight steals and had their guards looking like they were scared to dribble a basketball. Trey Jones got to get back to that because when he's like that, Duke is at their best. Tonight, Frank Howard is a more poised point guard. Didn't really get rattled by him, but you can some point guards you can rattle. Some point guards out there you can definitely rattle. It's a few of them. It's not a lot, but a lot of point guards have, or it's a few point guards that are very poised. But a lot of point guards you can really get into their mentals and do some damage. Jordan Goldwire played really important minutes for Duke. Uh, Coach K, usually throughout the season, he brings uh, Jack White off the bench, but Jack White has been struggling. He's really been non-existent on offense. He plays good defense, but you can't really – you got to have some type of offensive proudness. You know, he was hitting threes earlier in the season, but he still should, he's still in that big old shooting slump. So he decided to play Jordan Goldwire. Goldwire actually did have a big time and one. 
that honestly might have sealed the game. It was off a of Zion steal. Um, Jordan Goldwire ended up with the ball. Uh, I want to say Frank Howard fouled him, or I forgot who fouled him. Somebody fouled him. It was off a of Syracuse turnover. They were about to get in transition. Zion stole it, gave it to Jordan Goldwire. He finished it for an and one, and that was pretty much the game. I think they went up by like 14 at that point, and you know that just took the heart out of Syracuse. And Duke won the game. So Duke actually won the rebounding battle, 38 to 27. Duke had 16 assists compared to Syracuse's seven. Um, Syracuse's offense these past couple seasons have been very stagnant. I don't know what Coach Beheim is trying to do with that offense, but he literally just lets them ISO for the most part. They don't have any sets that they use to get their players open and better. Coach Beheim is Hall of Fame, but he needs to change that. They need an offense because when Ty's battles there, all they do is ISO. Even tonight, all they did was pretty much ISO. They would set a couple screens, but a couple down screens, but that's they literally have one set. And if they're not in that one set, they're playing isolation basketball. And that is not going to work. And I hate to question a Hall of Fame, a legend to the NCAA, a, a mogul to college basketball, a mogul to basketball, period. I hate to question them, but it is definitely questionable. But besides that, Duke definitely played Duke brands, a Duke brand style of defense tonight. They were all up in the passing lanes. Um, they had 14 steals, which is really good as a whole collective team. They were forcing, you know, they were playing passing lanes tough, um, played a couple of good backdoor plays. Syracuse forced eight steals, but it just wasn't enough in the end. Duke just had way too much firepower with their four freshmen. And they move on tomorrow to play their rivals in North Carolina, which should be a hell of a game because they finally get to play Duke with Zion healthy. Both teams are going to be fully healthy. And it's going to be one hell of a battle, and I cannot wait to watch that game. But with all that being said, there will be a whole bunch of good games on tomorrow. My Michigan State Spartans are at the top of the morning. We play Ohio State in Chicago. Um, West Virginia, I believe, plays Kansas. Um, who else plays? Iowa State plays somebody. Uh, they play Kansas State, I believe. Um who who else plays Big East battles? I want to say Villanova plays Mark. I don't know the Big East bracket, but I know Marquette won today. I know Providence won yesterday, I believe. Um, I know Villanova won. It's gonna be interesting. Um, who else am I missing? Pac twelve. I don't even care about the Pac twelve. Pac twelve was weak right now, but um, ACC. Oh yeah, Florida State plays um Virginia. That should be a good matchup too. And Michigan plays Iowa. That should be a good matchup. So it's a lot of good games on tomorrow. Oh, the SEC tournament starts. Or it's the SEC tournament's been on. I haven't really been covering that, but LSU plays Florida tomorrow morning. That should be a good game because LSU doesn't have their head coach or their backup point guard, Javante Smart. So it's a lot of good matchups. Stay tuned for a podcast, man. As always, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, share, and all that good stuff. Continue to support and listen and get my name out there. I appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart. Y'all have a good weekend, man. Y'all have a great Friday. Get some relaxation in. We all deserve it. Get some peace of mind, More, most importantly. And as always, man, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.